Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, digital platforms to take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform, including, again, Apple, iHeart, uh, and the TuneIn Radio app. So, again, you can check us out on all of those as well. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram is our social media platforms. Eric at ericasher.com is how you can reach me via email. Uh, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, sports featured uh, Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show today, 1 o'clock live broadcast on WLAE-TV. Our first rebroadcast is this evening at 6 p.m. on LAE, 10 p.m. on The Deuce, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We'll have that up on our social media platforms this evening for you. So those of you that are out of the viewing area will be able to check that out at your leisure. You can always go to the WLATV YouTube page or ericasher.com to catch up on on past episodes. Today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And what a fantastic weekend to head on down and enjoy uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants French Quarter Fest. Of course, we've got um, uh, the Zurich Classic of New Orleans going on on the West Bank. We've got Game uh, game 3 and Game 4 at the Smoothie King Center with the Suns and the the Pels. Man, plenty of ways, plenty of time for you to get on over there and enjoy great cocktails, get you tuned up for, again, uh, uh, the game and to enjoy uh, French Quarter Fest. You know, look, it gets a little warm at times, right? You've been walking around a lot during French Quarter Fest. Man, stop into Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and uh, check out what I've been talking about for so long, uh, the fantastic food, the great cocktails, the ambiance, and, of course, uh, don't forget the incredible staff as well. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant will also be open uh, again throughout the, uh, the weekend for you. And as I've mentioned before, I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans because you get a late meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. They are open to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, this hour, this half hour rather, brought to you by our friends at Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, right next to Galatoire's. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week for you. Uh, not, not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. That's wonderful. But again, as you walk into the restaurant, these beautiful picture windows overlook Bourbon Street. Belly up to those windows, do a little people watching. Maybe again, you want to uh, belly up to the bar. How about maybe enjoy uh, your meal or a cocktail in the authentic French Quarter Courtyard? Uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Beautiful dining rooms, beautiful courtyard, and great uh, staff for you as well. Have an extraordinary cocktail while, while enjoying, again, the sights and sounds in New Orleans. Uh, great time to be able to bring the family, friends, folks coming in from out of town. Maybe trying to close that business uh, deal. You can do it at Old New Orleans Cookery. Also perfect for date night. Order online or find out more about um, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery at nolacookery.com because it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the uh, Oceana family of restaurants. And, yeah, a perfect time to get out there and enjoy uh, a great meal, cocktails, uh, have a seat, get out of the heat, get out of the, um, you know, take a, get a little, you're looking a little tired, get in there and just go check out everything I've seen. I've, I've been telling you guys about it for years and years and years. By the way, Gary Smith of the Wave Report and Old.com, advocate in Times-Picayune, is about two minutes away. 
Um, Al Dupuis of CrestedySports.com, formerly of Al Dupuis Draft Report, almost 30 years of putting out draft reports, uh, uh, and, and, of course, now doing it digitally on CrestedySports.com. will join us at 435. We'll talk Saints draft with him. Uh, Glenn Gilbo, Outkick.com. We'll talk LSU with him. We're also going to talk about the, uh, the Pels. Saints will do that at 515, and then we'll finish up with Will Guillory of The Athletic. Uh, 5.35 this afternoon, talking Pelicans basketball. Uh, just some quick headlines for you uh, here in the city. First of all, you know it's a big weekend when the Goodyear blimp is flying around the city of New Orleans. Look up in the sky. You'll see the blue good, Goodyear blimp. It'll be there again for the Pels game three and game four against uh, the, the Suns. Of course, it's there out for the golf tournament. And, of course, they'll be flying over the French Quarter Fest as well, showing the sights and sounds of New Orleans. That's what I've been talking about for a long time, folks. Uh, you can't pay for this kind of advertising. You can't pay for it. It's going all over the world. You can't pay for this kind of – you're going to have that blimp showing people having a great time packed in the French Quarter, packed in, at the Zurich, and then, of course, maybe again also doing a little pregame uh, at the, at the uh, uh, arena uh, for games three and four. By the way, game three and four will not have Devin Booker. He is now out two to three weeks, so he will not play in this series uh, against the Pelicans with, again, a the grade one hamstring uh, uh, pull. So he is out. Now, um, let me say this. Uh, that doesn't mean it's an automatic. Uh, you're talking about a team that, 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 that won and that lost 18 games this year. They were 8-3 and three with, with, without Booker, so they know how to play without Booker. Now, again, it comes down to the Pelicans executing, et cetera. We're going to get into that with Will Guillory a little bit later on. But, again, don't just think, oh, wait, Booker's out. Pell's got it. No, Pell's got to go out and play. Uh, but there is a much better chance of them uh, uh, picking up these two games at home, uh, going into an elimination game in, in, Phil- in, in, in Phoenix uh, on, uh, on next week. And then, of course, uh, the possibility of maybe getting into a second round, which no one thought there was a possibility they were going to get into the second round. I mean, most people had them winning one game, maybe two. I thought they might win two games at home. Never thought they'd win one on Phoenix's floor. So we'll see how that plays out. Also, again, no contract with Jarvis Landry. It was a get-to-know-each-other meeting. So we'll see how that plays out after the draft. Again, as a lot, a lot of folks know, again, I keep up with the compensatory picks. A lot of this has to do with maybe with the Saints thinking about compensatory picks. If they, if they don't sign another, another free agent before the draft and then sign after the draft, it will not affect their compensatory picks uh, for both um, Marcus Williams and uh, Toronto Armstead. That they're, that they're, that's supposed to give about maybe you know, two third-round picks back. So uh, a third-round pick for each. And considering they've given up their first and second-round picks next year, and maybe anticipating Sean Payton coming back into coaching and picking up other picks. But, again, they'll have two third-round picks uh, in, for compensatory picks for, again, losing Armstead and, and, and also uh, Marcus Williams. Uh, the NFL schedule release is, is Thursday, May the 12th. So, again, we'll find out. There are rumors out there right now that the um, Minnesota Vikings and Saints will play in London. Uh, I said that it was going to be a, 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 a shoe-in, that it would be Cincinnati, and, and, and the Saints. Joe Burrow uh, and, and, of course, uh, the team that was in the Super Bowl against the Saints in London. Uh, but, again, Jeff Duncan reported yesterday that, it's good, that it looks like it's going to be Minnesota. Uh, I'd rather see Minnesota and the Saints in, in London and have that home field uh, with Joe Burrow coming back into the Superdome uh, and everybody get a chance to see the Cincinnati Bengals. But, again, that's just me. And then the New Orleans City Council today made a change of historic landmark. Uh, the park at Old Lee Circle will now be known as Harmony Circle. 
Uh, the circle itself will revert or, or retain the original name Trivoli Circle. Tivoli Circle. So Tivoli Circle is back. Uh, Lee Circle is out. And then the, the park within the circle is going to be Harmony Circle. And, of course, you guys know it. I, I, I've been pushing for Legend Circle, doing something similar to what we see in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, having sidewalks with, again, the um, uh, with, uh, emboldened with the names and a history of uh, those that have given so much to our city in terms of culture, food, uh, uh, arts and crafts, I'm sorry, arts and entertainment, pardon me, uh, you know, sports, anything but politicians. And we could have run that all the way down St. Charles Avenue. We could have, we could have lapped the circle. You could have moved. You could, you could have went the other direction toward the World War II Museum and make it another tourist attraction. Uh, obviously, again, the council not thinking outside the box there, again, of another way we can do this. But, again, it will be Harmony Circle uh, inside of uh, Tivoli Circle, uh, the new name for the Feliz Circle. All right, let's head to the guest line. Joining us on the program now, uh, his website is, again, the epitome when you're looking for information on Tulane Athletics. There's no one better, period, the end. They might have a lot of imitators out there, but, again, never, never can duplicate the type of information you get there. And then, of course, you also can catch him on, on uh, Noel.com, the Times-Picayune, and The Advocate, writing about Tulane, UNO, and, of course, other city schools. Joining us on the program is Gary Smith. Gary, welcome to the show. How are you? Glad to be on the show, Eric. I, I popped my hamstring last week, so I'm not feeling too great right now. But it, it, had, an effect, it had an effect my vocal cords. So well, that's <laughs> good. Well, okay. again, I, I you, you actually again you did me a solid last week with again the deal with the Pel with the Pelicans and everything was going on. Sure. You uh, gave up your spot so that we could talk some Pels coming off the game again against the Clippers last week, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, and I did not know that you popped your hamstring, though, my friend. Yeah. I would I would have been really performing hurt last week. Yeah, I did it on yes. Wednesday playing playing um, with my dog in the house. Uh, just oh, was, gosh. Was running away from the dog with a towel, and uh, and then suddenly I was crashing to the floor, and I I felt that pop. I'd never hurt my hamstring mm. before. It ain't fun. <laughs> no, no, no. Believe me, I'm dealing with a calf injury yeah. right now yeah. that I've had for a couple months, and uh, it is it's brutal. I mean, again, mm -hmm. when, when you're used to having being able to you know move around freely, yep. and all of a sudden again you're getting that tightness or you're limping. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. I was walking last week like, like, like an old man, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm better this week, but you, who knows what's going to happen next week. Well, best of luck to you, my friend, in rehabbing that. And I guess you limped into the into the Tulane yeah. spring game last Saturday, I, then, right? I, I did. I even I I, uh, I I limped into a practice the day after that, and uh, I, I've been I've been hobbling around. It's actually gotten worse this week as I've been walking. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I did go to the spring game. Um, I'm never spring games never reveal a whole lot. I don't think that one revealed a whole lot either. Um, uh, Michael Pratt did not play particularly well, but they divided the rosters in half for, for the game and they didn't, they didn't make that decision until Friday. So they didn't have time to practice with each other very much. So I, I wouldn't take a whole lot out of, out of, out of the results. Kai Horton looked tremendous in the spring game, but you know, if Justin, the IBA comes back healthy to Kai Horton, Tulane's third string quarterback. So I don't take a whole lot of that out of that either. But, but, but what I did take out of the spring is if you take away uh, Michael Pratt's performance in the spring game, the quarterbacks were completing a lot higher percentage of their passes than in any of the six springs that Willie Fritz had had, had before. Um, Tulane, it was, they, they would go minutes without a completion when he first arrived <laughs> with the antiquated system that they started out with. Um, they, they, they didn't have a lot of fun last year. They were struggling in spring with a lot of receiver injuries. Didn't look very good then either. This year, um, the, the, the quarterbacks and receivers looked a whole lot better in, in the spring, so I, I, I wouldn't read 
too much into the fact that that Michael Pratt didn't produce any points in the in the spring game. Um, a lot of people are anticipating this this being a much better season than last. New offensive coordinator, uh, as you as you mentioned, you don't mm-hmm. take a lot away from the spring. But did yeah. you learn anything about this yeah. offense? Uh, yeah, yeah. Certainly, they're going to have the quarterbacks on the move. Um, 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 Svoboda, Jim Svoboda's um, mo is that he doesn't let his quarterbacks get hit a lot. That's obviously key. When we saw what happened to Michael Pratt last year, some of that was self-induced, but some of it was not. Um, Tulane's offensive line is still no great shakes. That's not going to change in one year. So you need a system um, that that takes advantage of your playmakers and keeps your quarterback healthy. And that was my number one takeaway from the spring. It's, it's like Tulane's going to have a much better record next year because the schedule isn't as hard as it was. They're not playing at Oklahoma. Sure. They're not playing at right. Ole Miss. Are they going to be as good as they were the previous three years or even better? I can't tell you that for sure. Um, I can say that if Michael Pratt plays as well as it looked like he would develop into um, during his freshman year and Ty J Spears stays healthy. He didn't even play in the spring game to rest a sore hamstring um, that they have that potential, but they still, you know, they're, they're still a work in progress. No doubt. The defense has to play a heck of a lot better than it did last year. Um, that's no certainty. And the offense again, in the offense, it'll be better than it was last year for sure, but will it be better? I mean, this is an offense that under Will Hall was had two of the most productive seasons in Tulane history and Tulane was still going six and six. So I, it's definitely too early to say that Tulane can make any giant leap, but, but yeah, they're, they're not going two and 10 that that's not happening. <laughs> Some players that stuck out to you. Yeah, um, Deuce Watts. I'm a little hesitant to, to, to praise him a ton because a lot was expected of him last year, coming off of a solid first year with with Michael Pratt, and and he he uh, had half. He, he went from six touchdowns to three. His catch total dropped by more than ten. His receiving yards dropped by two hundred, and he simply dropped a lot of key passes last year. He was sharp. All spring long, I think the, the the wide receivers that they brought in, D.D. McDougal from from Maryland and Lawrence Keys from Notre Dame, kind of kind of made him work a little bit harder because <laughs> uh, playing time isn't guaranteed anymore with a with another new offensive coordinator and stuff like that. Deuce Watts had a really solid spring. Um, Patrick Jenkins was a gift at that defensive tackle. Um, they needed um, the, the the New Orleans product who went to TCU. They, they needed a guy to replace Jeffrey Johnson who left for Oklahoma and, and Patrick Jenkins, though not exactly the same type of player. Um, he, I, I actually, he, he, he's better at getting to the quarterback than, than, than Jeffrey Johnson was. And he plays with a, a, a motor on, on every down. I, I think he was a huge, huge, huge addition to this defense because uh, they need somebody in the middle that can slow down opponents. And I, and, and I think Patrick Jenkins gets them that. Always looking for, uh, for um, uh, big linemen. They got a four star, according to you in mm-hmm. the, um, in the advocate talk a little about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I thought it's funny. I wish I'd talked to him when I first wrote my story yesterday. Mm-hmm. I, I had to change it once I talked to him last night because I'd been fed some wrong information <laughs> about him earlier. Um, you know, it, it's hard to say he, he definitely helps because offensive line is a position where Tulane has to improve. He did not play particularly well last year. He started the first three games for Colorado, got benched with a reserve for four more games. It's, and, is and it Kane and Ray? It's Kane and Ray is his name. Kane and Ray. Um, okay. And he was, he's from California. He originally was a four-star recruit. Signed with UCLA, had knee and shoulder injuries, so they they, they decided to gray shirt him. Um, UCLA had a coaching change. He never ended up going to UCLA. He went to Colorado, um, was a you know started 
occasionally um, two years ago, and then last year started the first three games. He apparently graded uh, graded out lower than their other their other starters on the offensive line. And I think there were some conflicts he had with the coaches and stuff like that. So it's, this is not a guy I think who's going to come in and be Tulane's best offensive lineman. But he, he but look, they, they need they need more bodies at offensive line, and if he can come in and even be a starter, uh, that could be an improvement. Because let's face it, that, that, they, they returned four guys who started a mm-hmm. fair amount, and and sincere Hainsworth is a heck of a center. There's no doubt about that. But they, they need help everywhere else on that offensive line. And, and if Kane and Ray can come in and be better than the guys he's competing with, then that's, a, that's an automatic game for Tulane. 6'4", 295 is a pretty good place to start. Yeah, it is. And, and, and yeah. four-star, look, the recruiting ratings are de- – we know recruiting raters aren't the sure. be end, end all, but they do matter. You, more four-star players turn into really good players than two-star players. Um, and so we'll, we'll see if it was a matter of him just being in the wrong situation. Colorado's not a very good football team. Um, they struggled big time. They went 4-8 and eight last year. The change of scenery could, could help him develop into the player that everybody expected him to be coming out of high school. Also, I know you didn't write the story, but I know you know about it. Madison yeah. Preps, Percy Daniels is yeah. um, is going to leave Seton Hall and go to Tulane. That's a big one for Ron Hunter. Huge win. I mean, that, that's 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 an addition that I wasn't really expecting for for this roster. He was pretty happy with with, with what he had. Um, no, that I mean, look, it, <laughs> this this is a Tulane team that if they re, if they if they uh, if they get all their players back, um, this could be a team that can compete for the conference championship next year and, and make that run to try to get into the NCAA tournament. And boy, is it maybe really, really, I, I don't think Tulane's even really been on the bubble um, since the Perry Clark. And I, I don't think, I know <laughs> Tulane's never been right. anywhere near NCAA tournament consideration since the heyday of, of Perry Clark, which was, which his heyday ended about 25 years ago. So, uh, so, so, so this is huge. I know Jalen Cook has, has, you know, has, you know declared that he you know he's put his name out um to see where he's gonna where how he could go in the nba draft but he's gonna he's a fantastic player but he's gonna get the feedback that he's not gonna get drafted and i'll be shocked Derek, if jalen cook doesn't pull his name out and come back to Tulane because that's That's just not realistic so yeah this is a team that with this new with this addition i can't wait it's a long time coming before the season starts but it's the most excited i've been about a Tulane basketball team since, like I said, since since last century. Yeah, uh, Tulane twenty four and thirteen and one six and three in the conference. Took on number six uh, SMU last night, eleven to five loss. Uh, everything I'm reading is that they are still in contention to get into postseason based on their schedule, <laughs> their record. Uh, but talk about where this Tulane team is now. Yeah. They 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 got to win this weekend. Um, straight up, simple. They're they're playing East Carolina at home in a three game mm-hmm. series. If they don't win that series, then they're going to have to win. It's that they're going to have to win the conference tournament to get in because the American Athletic Conference is having a down year. It's the ninth rated RPI conference. To put that in perspective, the first year Tulane joined the league, it was the third rated RPI right. conference in the country, and it's usually around five or six. Um, Tulane does not have a lot of high end wins. Their best series win was against Louisiana Tech back in February. But winning a conference matters, and winning a conference that normally is a multi-bid league, whether or not it will be this year, matters. So I do believe if Tulane were to win the series against East Carolina, they're one game behind East Carolina. That would, If they win two out of three, that would tie them for first place and then get on a run and win a lot of games. Um, they're capable of getting an at-large bid. But if they lose the series, it's not going to happen. If they lose the series, they they, 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 they 
they basically have to go undefeated <laughs> the rest of the regular yeah. season to put themselves in position. So this is just a massive, massive series because this team is good enough to be in a regional, but they just aren't playing well enough right now. They 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 played six games, poor six poor games in a row. They won two of them. Um, managed to barely beat UNO when UNO was pitching most of their bottom run guys last Tuesday. At right. least they got that monkey off their back. They had never beaten UNO at UNO under Travis Jewett, but they they've also lost three of their last four conference games and against Southern Miss they're they're they had to they couldn't use their best pitchers for very long because of the series with East Carolina and then they bring in guys who couldn't throw strikes. It, it was concerning for sure. But it, it, it can all be fixed if they if they win that series this weekend, and if they don't win that series, it's it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah, interesting uh, situation out on the lakefront. UNO is nineteen and yeah. fifteen. They're six and six in the conference now. <laughs> They've dropped a third. Uh, Southeastern, who was in, who was uh, again in the middle of the pack now, yeah. seven and five. They are topping the conference. They're at seventeen and twenty. They're tied with Nichols at, at twenty and fourteen. They're both seven and five. Oh. Of course, HBU is in there as well. Uh, but uh, talk about the privateers. Yeah, I'm I'm the kiss of death, Eric. I wrote a big feature last week on you before the <laughs> Southeastern Louisiana series. I'm talking about yeah. how they could win the conference championship. They still can. I mean, that, that that's a yes. crazy league. When seven and five is the best record in the league, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's insane how balanced that league is this year. So so they still can. But you know, Southeastern was supposed to be the best team in the league, and they did have some marquee wins earlier in the year. But they basically mm-hmm. played like garbage for most of the year. And then right. UNO goes there, and they run into a buzz saw southeastern we know how good a coach matt riser is um they they finally showed they finally um played to their ability and and just basically whipped uno in all three games last weekend nichols was picked last in the league going into the season have a new coach he's doing a heck of a job but any anybody can win that league at this point for uno it's a matter of um they had a bad headline on my story in the paper too because they talked they talked about pitching turning it around and and my point in the story was that they'd gotten good pitching recently but that hitting was the story and that's the story again. UNO's pitching just just deserted them. I mean, their their Sunday starter basically threw twelve straight balls and had to be removed on, our, on, on in the final game against Southeastern. UNO has to get decent pitching. They don't need great pitching because they've got a great lineup that hit that, that hits almost everybody they play. But they've got to be able to get outs, and, and that's what they didn't do uh, in in Hammond, and, and that's got to get fixed for them to to get back to where they can do. They they can still win the league, and anybody can win that league. When it comes to New Orleans sports, he's got you covered. And when it comes to Tulane sports, he is, again, the one-stop shop of, again, what you need to know about Tulane athletics. Gary, tell us about the website, how folks can subscribe, uh, and, of course, what you got coming up for us uh, in, in, on, the, on, on NOLA.com and, of course, on the, in the paper. Sure. The website is Tulane.Rivals.com, TheWaveReport.com. You can get it. Again, I, I talked to Kane and Ray late last night. Tried to talk to him earlier yesterday. He was doing this little thing. Haven't taken classes at Colorado still, so I didn't, he didn't get back to me last night. But every word he uttered in our interview, it's a pretty illuminating interview about why he wanted to come to Tulane, what he thinks can happen at Tulane, what happened to him at, at, at uh, Colorado it is in there. You, you, you won't get that anywhere else, that's for sure. Always a pleasure, my friend. Very much appreciate your time. I look forward to our conversation next week. Thanks for having me on the show. Gary Smith, again, the Wave Report. Get out there, and again, if you're a Tulane fan, subscribe to the Wave Report. All right, don't forget about the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. We're about about a week away. Friday, April 29th through May the 8th, again, and the lineup is second to none. I mean, yeah, they got a great food lineup. We already know that, right? I mean, five stars. Uh, you want to look at the arts and crafts, you get lost there in, the, in a day enjoying the arts and crafts. Uh, but, again, the music, 
second to none. Stevie Nicks, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Willie Nelson, Luke Combs, Jimmy Buffett, The Who, Lionel Richie, Erica Badu, Nora Jones, Ludacris, uh, Lauren Daigle, uh, also Randy Newman, The Revivalist. Charlie Wilson's going to be in the house. Don't forget, and also don't forget about um, Ivan Neville, Cyril Neville, the, the Kermit Ruffins, the Soul Rebels, Buster Rhymes, Preservation Hall Jazz Band, Nicholas Payton, Irma Thomas, The Dirty Dozen uh, Brass Band, Tank and the Bangas, uh, Frankie Beverly and Mays closing out on Sunday. CeeLo Green, also again, Big Frida, Terrence Blanchard, Ricky Lee Jones, Charmaine Neville, Samantha Fish, Tam Benoit, and so much more. It's the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival presented by Shell uh, Friday, April 29th through, again, May the 8th. That's uh, Sunday, May the 8th. Get your tickets now, now on sale. Uh, and, of course, looking forward to Jazz Fest after a two-year hiatus. Get out there and enjoy, again, the ambiance that is the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, the Hideout Bar, and, uh, of course, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open throughout the, uh, the weekend with, again, so many events going on. Open late. Uh, Oceana serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Oduwan's Cookery. Mambo's serving lunch and dinner. Uh, open till 1, 2 in the morning. Get out there and enjoy a meal. Grab co- a great cocktail at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back with Al Dupuis of Draft Report. That's coming up next. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If your company needs to spring into efficient hiring, then check out Indeed. Their powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Look out for delays that are solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from Bonneville to the airport. Also look out for delays on 10 eastbound from Loyola to the airport and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merch. Look out for delays on the eastbound side along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection and the Pontchartrain Expressway. Delays are steady from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And in the meantime, look out for accidents. Alvar at St. Claude, also Bienville at Burgundy, France at Chef, and St. Louis at North Rampart. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Feed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. In the market for a generator, remember Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. They are your generator sales and service experts. Finance, financing is available for generators. You can pay that over time. Uh, sit down with my friends over at Burkhardt and discuss your next generator. They'll put you on the calendar after you guys come to an agreement with a single-day install. In, of course, the new install quality check after one month is part of their customer service pledge. Uh, they do that with everything they install in your home and your business. And then when it comes to emergency service, nobody better. 24-7, 365 emergency service. Uh, again, a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. Generator sales and service. Think Burkhardt. That's their business. ACpromise.com. ACpromise.com. All right, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. Don't forget about Bobby Bear's uh, Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Uh, get on in there and enjoy a mouth-watering uh, meal, again, with a menu that has something for everyone. Uh, it's a great place to be able to hang out. Again, it's uh, on, a, on a weekend like this where you want to watch the NBA playoffs. you got the Zurich Classic on as well. And again, with 30-plus TV screens uh, around the, the restaurant and even including in the restrooms, you'll never miss a play. Also, uh, again, amazing cocktails by some of the greatest mixologists we have in the New Orleans area. Incredible beer selection. And, of course, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant's unique because, again, the memorabilia that, that, um, is on, is, is, that goes through the entirety of the restaurant is second to none. Some one-of-a-kind items you'll find nowhere else. Add that, again, with the authentic Louisiana cuisine, and you've got a great place to be able to go hang out and enjoy, again, the games, enjoy, again, a meal with family, friends, or maybe closing that business deal. Um, to find out more, um, you go to bobbybears.com, check out the menu, check out the uh, delivery uh, uh, area, as well as, again, remember, open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. It's Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. So good. Uh, yeah, you're right. Great place to be able to watch all the games. No doubt about that. All right. 
Thanks to Gary Smith for joining us, talking some Tulane and UNO. We now turn our attention to the NFL draft and, of course, a guy that's maybe, again, has been doing it longer than anyone else in the metropolitan area. His draft day report was was a must-have. He's now doing it digitally for CrestCitySports.com. Al Dupuy joins us on the program. Al, how are you? Hey, good to be with you. Good to have you, my friend. And uh, how long how long were you putting out that, that book now? How many years? About 41 years. <laughs> About 41 years. Yeah, you did a few, did a few drafts, right? Just a couple. Uh, yeah. Uh, my last one was in the uh, pandemic year of 2020. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, everything's going pretty much to the Internet. Yes. And, uh, I don't know if there's maybe one at the most, if anybody in the whole country now, that's putting out a, a paper draft book anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything, like I mentioned, is going to the internet, magazines, uh, even the draft guides. So, yeah. Uh, well, it's it's always been great. Uh, look, it's always been great information. It continues now at CrestCitySports.com. If you guys are not checking out CrestCitySports.com on a daily basis, you're not keeping up what's happening here locally uh, in, in the sports world. And you know, Al, again, you got a lot of experience. You go down to the Senior Bowl, you watch these guys, again, practice right. during the week. Obviously, again, you're, you're in touch with scouts, et cetera. You know what's going on. Uh, let's talk specifically about the Saints, who now have 16 and 19 uh, right. in, in the first round, uh, 49 in the second round, and, and again, a, a third uh, pick that's inside of 100. I think it's 98. Um, what are you looking at at 16 and, and 19? Are they staying put? Are they moving up for a quarterback? What, what do you, if you're projecting those picks, who are you projecting? I'm projecting that they stay, you know, and, and take two good football players. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation there. And the thing that confuses me the most is that a lot of the speculation is that they're going to use those picks, at least one of them or maybe both, to move up and try to get a quarterback. I don't think that they need a quarterback in this draft. Uh, Kenny Pickett is is the top-rated quarterback, and uh, he is probably going to go, in my mock draft, to the Panthers at number six. So they would have to move up ahead of them. Uh, As far as Malik Willis, who's getting a lot of media attention, uh, if you you move up to get Malik Willis, uh, this is a guy that's not going to be ready to play at least in one year, maybe two years. So why would you do that and spend uh, one of your top draft picks to get a guy that's not going to play this year and maybe not even next year? He's not ready to be a starter, but the reason uh, all the scouts and a lot of the teams are enamored with this guy is because he's got one of the strongest arms in the draft, he can run, he makes plays with his legs, and he's strong, he's short, six foot, but he's built like a linebacker, Eric, very strong guy. He's got a lot of physical tools, but he's not ready to play right now, so... I can't see the Saints uh, doing that because of the fact that uh, what they're saying is they want to win now. Uh, they yes. need a couple of players to shore up their offense on the offensive line and maybe a, a wide receiver, of course. And and uh, the defense is pretty solid. So I don't think they're uh, looking to draft a quarterback unless one falls to them there. Then you mm-hmm. might have to look at it. But yeah. Uh, I think they're all right at the quarterback spot right now. 
Yeah. What about what about offensive tackle? It's what we're hearing that might be going at 16. There's a lot of talk again that maybe they'll move up and try to get a Charles Cross out of Mississippi State right. uh, by packaging some picks. But if they stay if they stay put, who are the tackles you think may be available at 16? Well, in my mock, I have Trevor Penning uh, from Northern Iowa. He's six foot seven, 330 pounds. A huge, very imposing type of a tackle. Got great arm length, plays with really good technique, you know, bends his knees, uh, good technique guy. An athletic uh, big man, very, very strong. He squatted, can squat 625 pounds, a real power blocker, and he, he's, he can dominate lighter defenders. Uh, and I, I have him rated, uh, you know, as my fourth offensive tackle because in this draft, Eric, it looks like the big men are going to go very fast and early. Not only offensive linemen, but defensive linemen. In fact, in my latest mock, that my second mock that I've done, the first three picks in this draft would be defensive edge rushers. And then you come into all of the offensive linemen. So I think they're going to go really fast. But I think that you're still going to have – even though the wide receivers are going to get picked off too, I think you have a good chance to get both an offensive tackle and a wide receiver with your 16th and 19th pick. Now, I have Trevor Penning going with 16, mm-hmm. and I have uh, Olave from Ohio State, Chris Olave, going mm-hmm. at 19. That could get. And why, and why do you have him there? That could what do you get, like about him? Olave, well, I think that he's my second-rated receiver in this draft. Uh, I kind of like Garrett Wilson from the other Ohio State guy. I think he may go a little bit higher. But Mm -hmm. uh, Olave is a guy, the best thing about Olave is his route running. Uh, He's athletic and he's agile. He's an elite route runner with a very quick release off the line. And he's got consistent hands. He'll fight for contested balls. He's six foot. He could use a little more bulk, I guess. He's about 182 pounds. But he ran a 4.39 at the combine. So he's got an outstanding speed. He's a vertical receiver. And uh, he's got, he could add a little more strength to his frame. But other than that, he's a pretty complete uh, prospect. Um, the first pick in the second round is at 49 now. The Saints, again, uh, like to package picks and try to move up if possible. Uh, a lot of people believe the safety position may be another position they're looking at. Uh, right. That seems to be what maybe one, two, or three safeties that are, you know, you know, can't miss. Uh, the kid from from Notre Dame looks like he's the best safety on the board for them. I mean, Hamilton, for for uh, right. for the NFL, Kyle Hamilton. But what right. do you what do you think about the safety position and if that would be a pick in the second round, who may be available? I think it would. I think it could, at least. <laughs> There's two or three other good uh, safeties. Uh, Daxton Hill from Michigan could slide yes. into the bottom of round one. Mm-hmm. But uh, a guy that Lewis Shin from Georgia is a physical safety, I think he he could go at, for, at in the second round. And he may be a guy, he's six foot two, right at 200 pounds. So he's got outstanding uh Arm length, uh, nice height. He's a very violent hitter. 
so he excels against the run, and he's got some pass coverage ability as well. So he does stay close to his guy in man coverage. So uh, uh, I think there's, two, you know, a couple of good uh, – Brisker from Penn State's another guy mm-hmm. with nice, nice size. He's 6'1", 200. So those guys are going to go uh, somewhere in round two probably, and I think that's a good point you brought out about a safety because uh, they, they could use – that is a spot that they could use, you know, because of the loss of two of the safeties that they had. Yep. Yeah, Williams and Jenkins gone now. It's right. one of the reasons why, again, a lot of us have been politicking for Terrine Matthew because of, again, his, his experience, his ability, his range, et cetera. Uh, right. You know, again, it looks like, at least from what we've been able to see from, you know, a lot of the uh, the grades out there for the safeties that, uh, you know, when, when you look at, at Hamilton, he's more of your prototypical, what, free safety, where, again, Hill is, is more of, again, of a thumper type. Is that, is, that, is that a correct analogy? I think so. But, you know, most of the times now, uh, a lot of the, you know, it used to be you really looked at strong and, and free, but now they're pretty in it interchangeable. Uh, okay. Uh, you do have some, like, better at strong physical guys that can tackle better, I guess. But I think they're pretty in, interchangeable now. Uh, and what? that's a position that they could use, definitely, mm-hmm. because of the losses they had. But uh, it, it's not a... You know, they did pick up Marcus May in free agency. Yes. He's an excellent player. He had some injury problems. And if he gets healthy by training camp, I think he's going to be a good replacement for Jenkins. He's the same type of a player, experienced, yes. and, and he, he knows the defense. He knows Talk the about defense. the running back position with Alvin Kamara having the off-the-field issues. Uh, you look at, uh, again, the, 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 the young guys they brought in last year that really didn't pan out. Uh, Mark Ingram getting a little bit up in age. Uh, you know, a, a, a middle-round running back that you think could come in and, and help this team immediately. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a running back going in round one. Uh, but in the third round, I think there will be some really good running backs. Uh, Brees Hall from Iowa State is the second or third-round guy. Uh, Spiller from Texas A&M. Another one that's uh, a sec, probably a second-round guy. I heard they brought in Brian Robinson, the big back from Alabama, and uh, they're looking at him uh, this week. I think he would be a good pickup around that, that same area, a third round or so. Uh, he's a guy that's a patient runner. With, he runs with vision, and he's got a real burst. He's a cutback type runner, but he's, he's 230 pounds. And uh, he's not an Alvin Kamara type, but he's a, he's an excellent, productive runner that's had a really good career at Alabama. And he would be a good guy to, to really look at, and I think they are looking at him. Everything we've heard, as you mentioned earlier, this is a big man draft. If you could go maybe one through five in terms of the positions of strength of this draft, what would they be? Yeah, I think it's got to be the big the big tackles. uh, uh I mean, the big defensive linemen and the big offensive tackles at the top of the draft. Uh, you know, and I think that uh, Hutchinson will probably be the first pick to go to the Jaguars. That's not a given yet because they, they switch from day to day. But uh, Travon Walker from Georgia, another edge rusher, <clears throat> probably go in the first two. They could get reversed. Uh, the Lions like him. 
uh, Thibodeau, who was at one point the best player in this draft, been slightly, just slightly downgraded a little bit, and it's because of his uh, motor. Uh, some scouts think that he doesn't have a nonstop motor, that at times he takes downs off, and that's kind of hurt him just slightly. <clears throat> but he's still going to be in the top of this draft. Evan Neal, an offensive tackle from Alabama. I have him the fourth pick. Icky and Wanu uh, from North Carolina State going to the Giants at the fifth pick, another offensive tackle. So that's one, two, three, four, five straight big linemen going with the first five picks. And then you get into uh, possibly uh, – I, I still think the Panthers are interested in Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh. And I, I, I have him penciled in at, at the sixth pick. Uh, you have a good cornerback, Sauce Garner, uh, who's going to go in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Stingley from LSU uh, hurt himself a little bit with all of the injury problems, and he didn't play for a while. But I have him going 12th to the Vikings, so <clears throat> that's pretty high. Uh, he was probably rated as a top ten pick, and he could still happen, but uh, I think he, I have him 12th, which is pretty high. And, and uh, he's a good player. As a freshman, he was awesome, but he missed so much time. And uh, you have to, it's a kind of a red flag because of the injury problems, Eric. Yes. No doubt about it. Well, Al, we're gonna, we appreciate your time. We're going to try to get you again uh, either before or after the draft. You either, again, either talk about uh, maybe some, some, up, some fast movers or to be able to critique what the Saints have done. We appreciate right. your time, as we always do, each and every year bringing you on the show. And uh, once again, tell the folks about Crest City Sports and how folks can follow you on social media. Right. Well, CrescentCitySports.com, uh, my latest uh, uh, blog is, I mean, my latest mock is, is it's still on there. Just go up to my name and click on it, and you'll see all of my uh, write-ups on there. Looking at it right now, and it's at Al Dupree one on Twitter. Am I right? That's it. Al, thanks for the time as always, my friend. All right. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Al Dupree, again, been doing it uh, almost uh, – Almost what forty-five years now, right? Uh, um, in terms of uh, draft analysis, draft books, etc. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC goes down, even over this weekend. We got so much going on. A lot of people out in, in town, and you need help, especially if your business goes down, right? And you need help, call Burkhardt. Fifteen trucks in the field, thirty-minute courtesy call. They've always got technicians on call. Those those uh, trucks are strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to get to you quickly. Thirty-minute courtesy call before they come. And of course, folks, you're talking about Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Honest reliability. It's Burkhardt. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Oduwans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar. All are open throughout the weekend. All are open for you seven days a week, and they're open late. Uh, Oceana has breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Oduwans Cookery, Mambo's, lunch and dinner, open till late. One, two in the morning. Get out there and enjoy a meal or a great cocktail at the Oceana family of restaurants. We'll be right back. 
Oceanic Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouthwatering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. So you're not going to want to miss this. The deals at Kohl's right now are beyond epic. I just got some new bath towels for $3 each, found the cutest kids' outfits for only 5 bucks, and got myself some tees and tank tops for just $7. But the best part? You don't need any coupons, can earn Kohl's cash, and get it all with free store pickup. Looks like April showers bring the flowers and the savings. Select styles. Sale ends April 24th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Where are those receipts? Tax day is nearly here, and Chanel is stressing. Why do I always wait to the last minute? Her small business needs a bookkeeper to crunch some big numbers. All these spreadsheets make my head spin. None of this adds up. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. The New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, presented by Shell, April 29th through May 1st and May 5th through May 8th, with Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Black Crows, the Abbott Brothers, Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real, Ricky Skaggs, and hundreds more. Tickets available at nojazzfest.com and at the gate on festival days. Don't miss Luke Combs on Thursday, May 5th at the Fairgrounds Racecourse. Miller Lite, official sponsor of Jazz Fest.
All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Zero Classic on right now. Uh, the tandem of, of uh, Neesmith and Moore leading the uh, field. They are finished. They're at 12 under. Uh, Lisby and Ra at 11 under. They're tied for second. Uh, and so, again, we've got a, a, we've got a four-way tie for second right now. Three-way tie for second. Uh, with, again, a lot of golfers still on the course uh, out at the uh, first round of the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Uh, don't forget also, folks, about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. I was joined by Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Uh, that's first rebroadcast tonight at 6 on WLAE TV. So make sure you check it out or set the DVR tonight for the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. I'm your host, Eric Ash. Our program today brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Glenn Gilbo and also Will Guillory in hour number two. Your station for prep sports. View. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
Stick to the truth is what you're good at. Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial each and every weekday afternoon. Uh, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, free download for your smartphone or tablet. You can also check out our podcast there It's because uh, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor being our home base for your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher, and you'll find it very, very easily. Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our social media platforms, at, er, at, er, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Eric at ericasher.com is how you can email me uh, via the website. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports in about an hour from now on WLAE-TV. Uh, then uh, it's at 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. Uh, Friday night at 9 on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Every Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada show, was, was, was with us uh, this afternoon. Did a great job. Pelican Saints, LSU, Tulane, College Baseball, all, all on tap for you if you ch- check out the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Um, I want to thank our guest in the first hour, uh, Gary Smith and Al Dupuy. Appreciate their contribution to the program, as always. Glenn Gilbo, just a few minutes away, about five minutes away uh, from OutKick, and then he'll be followed by Will Guillory of The Athletic, uh, and Will will be talking Pels. Um, of course, uh, today's program is brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Mambo's. And I've been telling you about Mambo's now for well over two years. And a lot of folks have not had a chance because of the pandemic to get down to the French Quarter. It's French Quarter Fest weekend. You're going. So when you're there, head on over to 411 Bourbon Street and uh, go see what I've been talking about for years now. Uh, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, you walk in. 
And, of course, on the first floor, you got the picture windows open looking, overlooking Bourbon Street where you can dine there. There's a bar right in the middle of the, uh, uh, of the restaurant. You can head all the way to the back, an authentic French Quarter courtyard for you to dine in or to be able to have cocktails. Again, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Get on the elevator or take the steps to the second floor. You'll open, the elevator door is open. You'll see the bar right to your left. Uh, you can walk out onto, onto, again, a Bourbon Street balcony where you can dine or, again, have your cocktails there. Full restaurant on the second floor with seating as well. Then head on up to the third floor for something that is unique you've never seen before. It is Come Experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. It's beautiful. Absolutely spectacular sight lines. Uh, it's an incredible place to hang out, grab a, grab a bite to eat, or again, grab some cocktails. Cajun Creole uh, cuisine at its finest on the menu. Some of New Orleans' greatest mixologists, again, mixing the cocktails. And it's just a perfect weekend to be able to head on over to Mambo's to see what I've been talking about now for a couple years. Romantic getaway, next event, delicious meal with family, or just to be able to go check out again uh, what is, I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Find out more at more, uh, mambonola.com. And then right next door is the hideout bar. Again, it's, it's a 300-year-old building uh, that is absolutely gorgeous. Courtyard in the back, courtyard seating, got live music for you each and every day. Uh, great uh, uh, food and, and fantastic cocktails. Uh, right next to Mambo's, you can, make it a, uh, you can make it a night, you can make it a day. Over at, again, Mambo's and also the Hideout Bar, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, check everything out you need to know about Mambo's at mambonola.com. So, again, huh. Man, I'm telling you, great weekend. A lot of folks haven't been down the quarter in a while. A lot of you going down for the French Quarter Fest, so get down there and enjoy it. No doubt about it. All right, um, we're going to talk to uh, Will Guillory in a couple of minutes, just about 35 after the hour, and we'll talk about um, Devin Booker out for at least two to three weeks. He will not participate in this um, series against the Pels. Also, Jarvis Landry visited the Saints. It was a get-to-know-you type of meeting. No contract was uh, extended. No contract uh, was given. Uh, the NFL schedule release is, is May the 12th. That's Thursday, May the 12th. We'll be checking that out. Jeff Duncan reported yesterday that it looks like it's going to be Minnesota and the Saints uh, going to London for that London game. I've talked about that. I thought they might they might stick it to us and, 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 and take Cincinnati and, and take Joe Burrow and move him over to London, but it looks like that's not going to happen, which is good news uh, for those of us that are season ticket holders. Uh, and then the council uh, has made a name change uh, of significance. Uh, the park that, that surrounds the old Lee Circle will now be known as Harmony Circle. Uh, the circle itself will revert or retain the original name Tivoli Circle. So Harmony Circle, Tivoli Circle, no more no Lee Circle. Uh, but that's the, the change as of today with the New Orleans City Council. And um, so interesting move by the council. Look, I've talked about it in this program. You know that. Uh, I thought we should have made it a tourist attraction. Uh, do, maybe do a little copy of the Hollywood Hawk, uh, Walk of Fame uh, and make it call, call it Legend Circle. And big flirt of Lee at the top with lights on it so you can see it from everywhere. And then as you go at Cascade down to the park around the circle itself and then sidewalks leading out on all four sides, um, the names and, of course, uh, uh, just a little history of, of, uh, of legends in our town in, in, in the arts and crafts, uh, in food, and, 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 of course, the culinary uh, um, uh, as, as well as uh, you can do sports, 
Uh, you could do philanthropy if you'd like. Uh, I would stay away from politicians. That's it. I mean, I would not have a politician up there. But other than that, I really thought it would be a tourist attraction. You could take the sidewalk and go down St. Charles Avenue with it. Or, again, because of you're, you're building a, a big tourist attraction right there with the World War II Museum, have the sidewalks with, again, the legends leading all the way to the World War II Museum. Of course, they didn't think out the box. They went Harmony Circle. It is what it is. Uh, but I thought that might be a nice touch. Uh, to honor everyone, because everyone was always saying, as someone died, oh, well, let's name it this circle, let's name it that circle. Uh, and, and, of course, we've got too many individuals that, are, that have been a big part of the history of this city uh, to be able to name it after one individual. But they went with Harmony Circle, Tivoli Circle, so we'll see again how that plays out uh, from now until, I guess, the next group that's going to be in charge come in and want to make some more changes. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, let's let's head. I'm not sure if he's in Baton Rouge or New Orleans. I got to be honest with you, because he's been spending a lot of time here over the next few days. Either that, he's been putting a lot of miles on the vehicle. All I know is it's my good friend uh, Glenn Gilbo. He's with OutKick.com. He joins us on the program now. How are you, Glenn? Good, good, Eric. I'm in I'm in Baton Rouge. I was in New Orleans earlier today, and I'll, I'll be going back uh, tomorrow uh, and throughout the weekend. Man, great, great weekend. French Quarter Festival, the the golf tournament, the uh, Pelicans in the playoffs, man. It's, it's yep. uh, perfect. Uh, it really is going to. Look, we talked about you and I talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago with the Final Four, and, and again, how much of a spotlight it put on New Orleans. Look, when the Goodyear Blimp is flying around your town, you know it's a big, big weekend. And of course, uh, the build the Blimp's been flying all over all over the city of New Orleans today. And of course, as you mentioned, French Quarter Fest, uh, the golf tournament, which has been, which again is has become not just a Local event now, but again, it's a go-to again for a lot of the top golfers with this now team format, and a lot of eyes will be on that this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, but also again, French Quarter Fest, which is, you know, again, when you look at the festivals, Mardi Gras we had, it's our first big music festival uh, since the pandemic with Jazz Fest just uh, what about a week away. So a big, big weekend for the city, no doubt. I mean, just a really a big month, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, and you know, what's so cool about the golf tournament, too, is, is how it's the week after the Masters. Uh, and because people start getting into golf uh, with the Masters. And, and you know, they really, you know, no, no tournament's bigger than that one. And so you get a lot of uh, follow-through right into New Orleans after that. And, oh, by the way, LSU's got a spring game on Saturday, too. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, so. unfortunately, that's where I'll be uh, part of Saturday. Right, uh, but uh, that, that that should be fun to to see the uh, the quarterbacks. You know, it's been pretty mm-hmm. close. Uh, I don't know how that's going to end up, but uh, it's uh, that should be fun to watch a little bit of it's gonna it. Going to be a lot, a lot. Going to be a lot that is going to be in one week. Let me just say this for the audience: I mentioned yesterday because I went through my channel guide looking to see what the LSU game was going to record the LSU spring game, and I couldn't find it on SEC Network. I did have Jordy Collada on the TV show today. He said it is going to be televised at 1 o'clock on the SEC Network. But also, for those that, again, I can't find it on my, cha- on my channel guide, so it's not there. But, again, if they happen to do that, that's great. If not, there is a go-free pass on the LSU, um, uh, LSUsports.net where, again, you can click on that and you'll be able to see the spring game that way. So it's, it's called Go Free. If you go on the LSU um, uh, website, sports.net, you'll be able to tune in and be able to watch the game on, on your computer. So that's another way you'll be able to catch the spring game if, if it is not going to be televised by the SEC Network, which it has been for like the last five or six, seven years, right? Maybe longer. 
Well, most of the spring games this year and LSU's as well, as far as I can, last time I looked on the SEC website, it's on ESPN Plus and SEC Network Plus, you know, streaming. It's not on the actual uh, network. Okay, uh, so it's streaming. It's not on the network. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very yeah. much. Exactly. Clearing that up that's, for the audience. Unless something changed, uh, but that, that's what it that's was. Right. That's right. That's great because it's not on the regular network. It's not, in right. other words, I think there's a, a baseball game tomorrow that's on the regular yeah. network. The only, the only the only spring game that was televised on regular television was Georgia was on ESPN mm-hmm. too. Alabama's was on SEC Network Plus as well. So, okay, you know they they've kind of put those on the backdrop. Where you know, okay, now, look as long as you get a chance to see it, everybody's pretty digitally savvy now, right? I mean, for the most part, you know, you got to you know you got to, you got a way to be able to catch, check check that out. So we'll definitely be. The only problem is you can't record it. You know, on, on that type of situation, you don't have a DVR access on that, so that's that's an issue. What are you looking for? You looking you looking for the quarterbacks? What are you looking for uh, for a spring game this weekend? Well, you know, the, the the quarterbacks is is interesting as usual when when there's not a sure starter. So yeah, I want to see what what Brennan looks like, and and Garrett Nussmeyer has been doing well too, from what I understand, and and of course Jaden Daniels, the transfer from Arizona State, so. That that'll be the the biggest thing to watch, and and just the overall uh, organization. I want I want to see because uh, Kelly's a stickler for that, and that's really what what they needed. I don't know how much of that you can see from the spring game, and and he, um, you know, they they uh, they still got some roster limitations. They got a couple of guys hurt, so so I don't know how much real live action there's going to be. You know, uh, I, I just noticed from from covering the SEC, you know, a lot of these spring games have just not been real real games. You know, they've been kind of practices and everything. So, but I think part of the LSU spring game is going to be an actual game. But uh, it, as a rule, you know, they're they're usually not a lot to watch. But uh, right, you know, as far as just just seeing the quarterbacks throw it though, that that'll be fun. Offense versus defense this year, instead of spinning up into purple versus gold or purple versus white. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see again how, how that that kind of plays out uh, going forward. Uh, but um, nevertheless, you get a chance to kind of see you know, for, for those that haven't had a chance to look at practice how um, Kelly runs his practices, and and of course the quarterbacks are the are, are the are the top billing. Just be able to see how those guys those guys go. Also, um, LSU has. Um, uh, a three-game set against Missouri. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday this this, this weekend. Um, the, the, again, they're in a tough spot after, after getting swept by Arkansas last week. They really need this this uh, this particular series uh, to stay in the mix here. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, they they looked they looked in great shape at at seven and five just a week ago, and and then they lost three tough games at Arkansas. But their schedule does get easier. From from here on in, at least on paper, you know. So if they Missouri comes in at five and ten, so you know if they can sweep them, they'll be they'll be back at um, they'll be ten and and eight, you know. So so that'll be a good good way to go into the rest of the season. But you know they're not uh, they're not the team we thought they were going to be. Uh, they, they they have some pitching weaknesses and and the, the errors continue but uh you know they've won some big games they've won some tight games with the bullpen you know they're they're competitive you know but they, they need to sweep a lower team like this to get back into it 
Yeah, I would agree with you. Jarvis Landry and Tyron Matthew over the last two and a half, three weeks have visited with the New Orleans Saints. Both were said to be a kind of a meet and greet type um, uh, meeting. Uh, they, they both walked away with, again, no contract extended. Uh, look, not just because they're LSU guys or local guys. I think both are a perfect fit for what, they're, what the Saints need going forward. Uh, just your thoughts on their visit and the possibility of them maybe signing those two guys. Well, either one or both would, would be great. Um, I think, if, if I'm not mistaken, Jarvis Landry was, was available to the Saints in the, in the draft at a, uh, you know, at, a, at a decent time. I forget who they took instead of him. Ran, ran the Cooks but, uh, was, was, the, was the draft. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, maybe they should have taken Jarvis. But, uh, yeah, or, the, uh, or, or Odell Beckham. They couldn't get up. To, they, they didn't have enough draft capital to get up to get Odell Beckham. But they yeah, could have gotten yeah, Jarvis right. Landry. They didn't have a shot at Beckham. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Matthew would be great, too. You know, uh, he's a leader. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a playmaker. They've, they've lost some DBs, you know. Um, you, you'd, you'd think he might want to come back home. Uh, but, um, you know, either, either one or both would be great additions for sure. Oh, I, I definitely agree. Saints at 16 and 19. Some believe they're going to go up to get a quarterback. I'm not buying that. Uh, based on your knowledge of, again, covering this team for so long, what do you think it's that they're going to do? you think they'll hold Pat, get the offensive tackle, get the wide receiver? Or, or again, BPA, best player available? I, and I could see them packaging a pick and maybe going up and get the best uh, best offensive tackle available i just can't see them packaging picks going up and get a quarterback yeah well, what they've already done at the quarterback position uh with with Jameis, um i, I think they're going to go uh, you know another another position offensive line uh another weakness uh, or you know cornerbacks and and an offensive lineman are always at a at a premium, maybe a wide receiver, but I, I think I'm with you. I think it's going to be an offensive lineman. Yeah, I mean, you let Toronto Armstead go. You've got Hurst, who, again, can, can play either side. And they haven't made a decision yet, or at least they haven't told us whether they're, they're, they're going to move uh, Ryan Ramchek over to the left side, which a lot of people thought they might do after they put that clause in his contract that, again, he gets an increase in his salary if they move him to the left side. But, again, they've got some draft capital here. Look, the first thing I'd like to see, I'd like you to comment on, they got four picks in the top 100. they got three picks in the top 50. Man, I don't really want to move off of those picks. You know, I want to see them to come back with at least four players in the top 100. Uh, if they move up, maybe giving away, you know, a, a later pick or maybe a pick uh, in, in another draft if possible. Because, again, I think the mindset's got to be on airline drive is we're never going to be picking at 16 and 19 again. Okay, we're not going to be 16, 17, 18, 19. We're going to be in the late 20s, early 30s. So you need to get these top 100 players when you can. Yeah, you know, everything points to uh, a, a rebuild. You know, you, you, you had a barely had a winning season last year. You got a new coach. Um, I, I think they need to go for the future uh, as opposed to, like, making, you know, like the last several years. Oh, they're mm-hmm. a Super Bowl team. Let's just make one move or something, but I just think they ought to stick with where they are with, with the picks and get the, get the most valuable players with a lean toward your, your most necessary need, you know, just, just get some great players in there, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and make it a great draft. You know, that, that's what they need. You know, they, the, the yes. franchise has only had a handful of, of 
really great drafts, you know, and, and, and this is the perfect time to have one. Duplicate 17. You got a new coach. I mean, that's, that's what right. you Duplicate what you did in 2017. I would agree. If you get a great draft, that can carry you for a long time, especially because you've got some aging players on defense as well uh, that, again, eventually you're going to have to be able to, uh, to, to, to fill in for. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Now, you have not covered a Pelican game this year, so this will be your first weekend covering the Pelicans. Am I right? I haven't covered a, uh, a Pelicans game since their last home playoff game, which was okay. uh, was that 17 or 18? 18, uh, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so what are you excited yeah. to see this weekend? Well, I always like being at the, the, you know, and I went to some Hornets playoff games too because sure. it always falls at a great time with the city. You know, French Quarter Festival, mm-hmm. golf tournament, jazz fest, always right. going on. The weather's great, but uh, no, I mean this is this is a great story, and and that's that's why I'm going to it. You know, I, I'll kick that we don't do a lot on the NBA, but we have been doing quite a bit on the. Uh, on the playoffs and the, and the Pelicans mm-hmm. are, are kind of a Cinderella story. And like in the NCAA tournament, I mean, they started off the season one and 12. I mean, they, right. they've been kind of a, you know, a pretty average to bad franchise for most of their stay in new Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and now it looks like with the, with the injury to Phoenix, but Phoenix's injury, um, I mean, it looks like they the can take this series, you know, and I think they've only won one playoff series in new Orleans in their history. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's quite a story, so I'm going to stay on it. No, it, it is a story. Now, again, I would say that they have to stay composed. They have to stay focused. Uh, you know, again, uh, uh, Phoenix lost 18 games this year. They went 8-3 and three with, uh, without Booker. So, again, that's not the end-all, be-all for them. There are guys that, uh, that again, that are battle-tested on this team. Uh, they've got some, some young stars that can, that, that can emerge as well. Um, so, again, I would not say just because Booker's out that it's a, a foregone conclusion. The Pels will get the next two and maybe again and grab one when they go to Phoenix. They're going to have to battle for it. But, again, I do like their chances a lot more with a guy like that sitting on the sideline. Yeah, and, and you know, it just seems like they're, they're – they're, uh, well coached and i mean i remember in 18 they they got into the playoffs and everything and it was pretty exciting but remember how many how often they blew leads that season you know just un- unbelievable oh the third quarter was horrible that year yeah and i mean playoffs, every time they came out the third quarter they they, they blew leads or again you know yeah. they, they ended up letting the other team get 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 a significant lead yeah, and I just think Willie Green i mean he's 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 done well i mean it seems like yes. he makes adjustments in games that that helps the team and uh you know they don't have a great history of that in in their coaching box uh agreed uh i think you got to go back to monty williams and and of course he's now uh, willie green being a protege of of monty williams you know again I, I, i've said this before you rarely get a second bite at the apple and it looks like the pels have done that you know, they messed up in getting rid of Monty Williams and keeping Dell Demps. That was a fatal mistake for the Benson ownership group. But yet they turned this thing around now, and you're in a situation where you got Willie Green has changed the culture. He's got these guys believing in themselves. And uh, you're right. Again, this is an unsung coaching staff that, uh, again, makes adjustments on the fly, makes adjustments, uh, you know, in-game, outside of game. This is what you're looking for in a young coaching staff. Yeah, and they and they have to make a statement as a franchise. They have to advance into the playoffs, you know, for a couple of series, three series, four series, um, because mm-hmm. they're just not really taken seriously, you know. Right. Well, I don't um, know if this is the year for that, though, uh, Glenn. Yeah. I would say this. 
This is the year where you learn how to play in the playoffs. Next year okay. is the year where you start making your move. Now, this is land gap. If you could get, if you can win a first series against, against, again, you're an eight seed and that's a one seed and do that upset and maybe have to maybe take on the Golden State Warriors in the second in the second round. I mean, again, that's that's land yap, baby. Okay, uh, you know, you're a little bit ahead of the curve. It'll be interesting to see if Zion comes back if there is a second round series. Uh, but um, no, this is good stuff, man. It's good stuff for the city, good stuff for the franchise, and good stuff for, again, NBA fans who have been just abused by the national media uh, in this country, you know, saying this team needs to relocate. They're no, this is not a basketball city. Uh, they're showing, again, now this is a basketball city. Well, you need to have good back-to-back playoff seasons. You know, like winning one series this year and then building on it next year, that could really lay a nice groundwork for the fans. I think because, you know, it's been too up and down in the past because, you know, once yep. you get the fans and they have the fans now, you got to do something to kind of keep them, you know, so you've so yep. you got to put some seasons back to back and then, then you'll have a real fan base and, and maybe that can stretch outside of New Orleans somewhat, which would make it more successful. But as of this point, it, it really hasn't. Right. No doubt about it. Glenn, tell us about OutKick, what you're writing about and how folks can follow you on social media. I've been uh, actually writing about Brian Kelly's uh, new house uh, that's going to come out tomorrow. Uh, he, he he did what I never understood why more coaches haven't done. He's he's got a house right on the LSU lakes. You can you can see mm-hmm. Tiger Stadium from his house. It's a beautiful huh. view of uh, and of sunsets, the Memorial t- Tower, and uh, the lakes right there. It's pretty. Real estate stories are big. At, at uh, Outkick, we do a lot of those. So I've been working mm-hmm. on that and then uh, just, just working on some uh, some other features. I'm working on the uh, feature on the Lakers uh, series on HBO. I don't know if you've seen that. It's kind of fun. I'm actually saving up to watch it all at one time, but I am looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, it is It is interesting. I don't know how much of it's true. That's, that's what I'm yeah. working on. But it, it has been uh, – Good TV, and and uh, you know I have some features up this week on the LSU uh, football team going into the um, going into the spring game, mm-hmm. and uh, on on the defensive line, and I'll have more on the uh, on the spring game through the weekend. Beautiful. Thanks for your time as always. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you, Eric. Glenn Gilbo, LSU Beat Tweet on Twitter. All right, don't forget, folks, about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Uh, if your AC breaks down or you're looking for a new system, think Burkhardt. Uh, Burkhardt is authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Uh, they'll sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of an air conditioning system for your home or your business. They'll come in and they'll and they'll do all your measurements with again state-of-the-art equipment. Uh, and then once you guys come to an agreement, boom, they get they set you up again with one of the top brands in the industry. Then the service after the sale, impeccable, uh, none better. Honesty, reliability, it's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, The Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. We'll be right back with uh, with uh, uh, Will Guillory of The Athletic. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. We taste it four on 1061 Nash Icon. 
and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by News Nation. You're looking for real news. News Nation doesn't take sides or lean into political agendas. At News Nation, you get all sides. If you're looking for news without the noise, come back to the news with News Nation. News for all America. Go to NewsNationNow.com slash join us to find your television provider. Look out for an accident that's blocking the shoulder on 10 eastbound at Williams. In the meantime, look out for delays that are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past the Bonnet Carey Spillway to the airport. Also, look out for delays picking back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. Look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling on 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal, and then delays pick back up on 10 westbound from just past Bonneville to the airport. If you're traveling on the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays if you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. If you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway, your delays are solid from Stump Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling along the westbound side of the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And be mindful of accidents, Conti at Burgundy, also Dumaine at North Broad, General Meyer at Easter Lane and North Broad at Canal. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it's your personal vehicle or a fleet account at Southern Tire, they'll treat your vehicle like their own. If your vehicle's out of warranty and you're looking for a shop you can trust, it's Southern Tire. They have all the latest diagnostic equipment the dealerships have, ASC certified technicians, and, of course, you don't have the dealership prices. Uh, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire. Hickory Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers, including the largest selective tires in the metropolitan area. It's Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Metairie. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. 
Oceanic Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. We've told you about Mambo's. We've told you about Old New Orleans Cookery. We've told you about Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. We've told you about the Hideout Bar. Let's tell you about the mothership now. Oceana Grill, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. Uh, restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. And I'm telling you, if you love breakfast, and if you just, I mean, if you're one of those people that is a breakfast aficionado, and you've got to have, again, a great breakfast uh, wherever you go, you've got to try Oceana's breakfast. And what better time now during the French Quarter Fest to do that? Breakfast starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m. Lunch starts at 10 a.m., goes to uh, 4 p.m. Dinner starts at 4 p.m. and goes all the way to 1 a.m. or till the party stops. Of course, again, Cajun Creole dishes that are absolutely fantastic. Uh, the cocktails, outstanding. Some of New Orleans' best mixologists, and I'm telling you right now, go sit in, in Oceana Grills. I've done many, many times doing live broadcasts, and when they come out with the, with the, with the cocktails, the oohs and ahs that you hear from all the patrons going, what's that? Can I buy that? What's that? And Because, again, the mixologists are absolutely fantastic. Five private rooms for your next event that accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. On a weekend like this, they use it for overflow, so you're not standing in line for a long time waiting on the Oceana Grill menu. And the menu, second to none. Get in there and enjoy that fantastic menu to find out more, Oceanagrill.com. Looking for a great time off Bourbon Street? It's Oceana Grill. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. That's Oceana Grill, uh, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, joining us on the program now, our good friend Will Guillory of The Athletic, covering the New Orleans Pelicans. He's gone through the trials and tribulations of covering Pelicans basketball. And, yes, he's seen something at the end of that rainbow, and it looks like a pot of gold, possibly. We will see as he joins us on the program now. Will, tell you what. Every once in a while, a correspondent gets a badge of courage because they have to deal with, again, a losing franchise. You've been through it all, my friend, and finally starting to see a little bit of, a, of an opening here for this franchise, uh, getting some respect around the league. Yeah, it's, it's been quite a ride, right? <laughs> We've seen a whole lot <laughs> uh, covering this team, seeing a little bit of everything. That's something that's funny you bring that up because we were actually talking about that today at practice, just seeing you know, how many different things have happened to this franchise and how much bad luck they've had. And it seems like for once, the luck may be on their side and we'll see how it goes, you know, in game three. Well, Will, I mean, I'm going to really get in depth in this next week, and I've been wanting to do it for the last couple of days, just haven't had the time. But look, man, uh, I was a huge cheerleader of David Griffin when he came to New Orleans. And, I, and you and I have discussed this. I thought he did the maximum he could do with Boston Troy being pushed out of the Anthony Davis sweepstakes to get as much as he could for AD with, again, the legal tampering that went on between Clutch and LeBron and the Lakers, right? 
And then, you know, uh, you know, he made some bad trades that just didn't work out. Uh, he had to utilize some of that draft capital to be able to make up for that. But what he has done within the last 12 months has been nothing less than miraculous. He was a dead vice president of basketball operations walking. Nobody trusted him. Nobody, people tuned him out. And again, they just felt like by the end of the season he was going to be gone. All of a sudden, he makes a few trades. Uh, the draft, the draft is, is just maybe the best draft we've seen in a, in a basketball team here in New Orleans when you want to talk about the depth and breadth of the draft. All of a sudden, this guy might be executive of the year in the NBA. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's done an incredible job. And, and, you know, we don't even have to go into the specific personnel of, you know, how great he's done with this rookie class that's come in this year and changed so much with the team or the – Jonas Valanciunas trade or the, the C.J. McCollum trade, which already looks like an incredible steal. You know, now that they're not giving up their first-round pick to Portland this year. But, uh, I mean, just talking about the culture, I think, is the number one thing. It's something that, you know, uh, a lot of people kind of made fun of. David Griffin over the years has talked so much about how he cares, you know, so much about the people within the locker room and building, you know, sustainable winning and all of that stuff. And, you know, I've, I've been right there with, you know, some of those people saying, all right, you know, Griffin, we We've heard these lines before, you know, it mm-hmm. sounds cute on the sound bites, but, you know, where's the proof? And now you're seeing it. And what we've talked about all year is, you know, this is one of the best locker rooms I've ever been around. All of these guys, you know, enjoy being around each other. They love being in the gym. And, and you know, obviously it all starts with David Griffin, but I think the entire roster, you know, is just guys who enjoy being around together. They have fun when they play together. And I think that's something that the fans really appreciate about this team. It's just, you know, their togetherness and the chemistry they all have, you know, one through 15. And you got to give a lot of credit to Griff because he had that vision from day one mm-hmm. of building a roster that looks like this. Man, look, I, I'm not going to the casino a lot, but I'm going to hang out with David Griff at the casino because it seems like everything that every card he looked for, he turned over as a winner. And you go again from the, from the trades to the draft to again, bringing Willie Green in. This is a guy again that, I mean, he's, he's an inexperienced coach. You know, he comes from the from the Monty Williams tree. And, again, I mentioned this earlier. It's, it's rarely when you get a second bite at the apple, okay? You let Monty Williams go in a power struggle with Dell Demps. He wins that. Monty's out. Monty should have never won anyway. He should have still been here. But you get a second chance with a Willie Green. And the transformation of the culture and the trust that you're seeing as opposed to what we saw with Gentry, what we saw uh, with Van Gundy, again, has been a big, big turnaround as well. No doubt. I mean, Willie Green is a game changer for this franchise. What he brings culture-wise, what he's done uh, from a coaching standpoint, lifting these young guys up. And I think, you know, maybe the moment of the season so far was the speech he gave, you know, going into the fourth quarter of that Clippers playing game where, you know, he told the team, we got to fight, we got to wake up, where, you know, those guys were looking, you know, they were in a daze after that that huge Clipper run, and he kind of lifted them up and woke them all up, and obviously they made the run to get to where they are now. But, yeah, I think he's been an incredible hire. And so often you got to give credit to David Griffin for hiring with the game. But, I mean, so often luck plays a factor in this well because, as you remember, you know, Griff had eyes on Ty Lue back in the day because of their history in Cleveland. Then he yes. ends up with Sam Van Gundy. And then earlier in this past offseason, he had eyes on John Bond. That was the guy that they had, you know, mm-hmm. really a lot of interest in. And then it was – Charles Lee, the young guy that's an assistant out there in Milwaukee, and then they kind of ended up on Willie Green. So a lot of times you got to give credit to Griff, but also the, the cards just kind of fall in your favor. And, yes. and I think Willie Green was one of those guys that just kind of landed in their lap. And he was one of the last interviews they did in the process, and then 
they got in a room with him and it was like, whoa, uh, he kind of blew them away uh, about yes. everything he bought and, you know, what he stood for. And, and I think, you know, a lot of ways they, they look like geniuses, but a lot of ways they're very fortunate that Willie mm-hmm. Green has happened, you know, to be at this point in his career and be so ready for this opportunity. And I love having you on the show today because I've talked about it over the last few few days. That unsung coaching staff. Yes, I mean, again, you got D'Antoni as a consultant, but he's not there day to day. You'd be hard pressed to ask just the average Pelican fan to name one or two of the coaches out there. A lot of them know Fred Vinson because, again, of what he did with with, uh, with again uh, helping guys with their shot, you know. But this is an unsung coaching staff that's not really known well. But man, you look at the adjustments on the fly. You look at the adjustments in game. I mean, you look at the adjustments on halftime. I mean, these are coaches, man, and coaches that understand the game and how again how to make those adjustments that, that, again, pay dividends for a team. We're seeing it. And, look, we've seen a lot of basketball here in New Orleans. There have been some coaches that couldn't adjust to save your life. Yeah, no doubt. you got to give a shout-out to all of the assistants. You know, Teaspoon, uh, Casey Hill, Jaron Collins, they're all doing an incredible job. Uh, we know how what type of emotional bonds, you know, uh, Teaspoon has with basically every single person on the roster is crazy. You talk to everybody, and they all feel like they have a special relationship with Keith Smooth, she's just one of those people where everybody feels like they have a special bond uh, with her because she just, you know, understands people. She understands how to bring up the, the best out of people. And obviously, you know, we can't say enough about Fred Vincent, the shooting guru. guru. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's crazy to me seeing Herb Jones step up in these big moments and knock down free throws with so much consistency. When I was a guy that was shooting in the 60s in college, right, he, he didn't right. want to take three-pointers in college, and he's knocking down huge three-pointers in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Uh, against the number one seed, and that's all. That all starts with Fred Vincent and, and the work that they do day in and day out to, to knock out those uh, those those fundamentals within his jump shots, kind of knock it out and then rebuild it. And, and man, he's done such an amazing job building these young guys up. And, and again, you're going back a couple of years, Brandon Ingram, what he helped him yep. do with his jump shot. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, Brandon Ingram wasn't a three point shooter when he right. came to New Orleans. He made more three pointers in his first season with New Orleans than he did the entire time was he was in L.A. And that started with work with Fred Vincent in the gym. Right. So I think Lonzo, yeah, Ball. This is what this <laughs> means, uh, Lonzo Ball as well. I think right. the work he's done to, to build up these guys and help them develop in the shooters who are going to ultimately help Zion Williamson when he is kicking yep. that. Because what you need around Zion Williamson is shooters. So I think, yep. you know, they're all doing an incredible job. And, and you know, it's not just Willie Green. You're right. They, they, they have an incredible staff that's helped all of these young guys. And I think all of that uh, kind of adds up to what they're just doing right now. Underrated, my man. Just underrated, no doubt. Right, let's jump to the game. Let's jump to the series. Hey, look, uh, knock me over with a feather, right? Because I didn't think they'd come out of that one and one I knew they were going to play hard in the second game. I didn't think they'd beat them. Of course, Booker scores 31 in the first half. He doesn't score in the, late in the third quarter. Goes out with 445 left in the third with a hamstring. We know now he's not going to come back to this series. That's a blow for for Phoenix, but I'm telling you, Phoenix is, again, battle-tested, and you know they've got a deep roster as well. How do the Pelicans take advantage of a Bookerless Phoenix Suns team, and do I dare say win two at home and get an elimination game going back home to Phoenix? I need to shut my mouth and just let you talk. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people are already penciling the Pelicans into the conference finals out there. I think we need to I'm slow down telling you. and kind of give the proper respect to this Phoenix team. I mean, they're the number one seed for a reason. It wasn't just Devin Booker, and we know he was an MVP candidate this year, one of the best two guards uh, in the league, and, man, I think – if it wasn't for that hamstring injury, he might have been on his way to an all-time great game. You know, 31 points in the first half. 
He dapped up the baby at halftime. I was like, man, this might go down as something we talk about, you know, during his Hall of Fame speech, that one game he played against the Pelicans in 2022. Uh, but, I mean, just the way the team responded in the second half, I think it's huge. And ultimately it started with them just running, just continuously running. I think you saw Jackson Hayes with a whole bunch of dunks in transition, Brandon Ingram making quick decisions, getting downhill. And I think that's the way you're going to win is when you're in the Smoothie King Center, you got all this energy behind you. Just run as much as possible. Get those transition buckets. Get to the lane before that Phoenix defense is set up. And I think that's where they had a lot of success, you know, in that game two was just just moving quicker in their offense and also just finding a way to corral CP. I think obviously mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of pressure on Chris Paul now with Devin Booker out to create offense, to hit big shots down the stretch. And we know if the other team has a number one guy that you got to worry about, there's one person whose job it is, and that's Herb Jones. It's going to be the yes. Herb Jones versus CP show, I think, for the rest of this series. And just the way he handles just, you know, just, not just CP's shot making, but just how smart CP is. And all the little things CP does to get his dad mm-hmm. shot, great shot for himself. I think it's going to be a mental battle more than anything else for Herb Jones. So I think those are the two things, playing with pace and Herb Jones finding a way to win that battle against CP. Outside of CB3, is it Cam Johnson's got to step up for them? Is he, is he the guy that's got to pick up the slack on Booker's offense? Yeah, I think it's Cam Johnson one, and, and also I think it's going to be a lot of pressure now on DeAndre Eight. This is the guy mm-hmm. who, you know, during this course of the season, people are having conversations about, man, why haven't they given DeAndre Aiden the, the max yet? This guy is a max center. Look what he did in the playoffs last year. Uh, look what he can be next to Devin Booker, you know, once CP is gone. And you saw in that game, too, he was – you know, basically absent. Uh, he was non-existent in that second half. And, you know, Jonas Valachunas had a big part of that. He had a great game. But I think, you know, overall, I think the Phoenix Suns would like to look from a 10,000-foot view and say, hey, we've got a better center in DeAndre Aiden than Jonas Valachunas. Valachunas shouldn't be winning this battle uh, against Aiden, obviously what he did in the postseason last year. So I think they need him to step up in a big way and kind of show that he can be that pillar moving forward next to Devin Booker, and it starts with being able to pick up the slack when Book isn't there. So I think uh, that's what they're going to need is some big games from DeAndre Aiden offensively and defensively just to give the rest of those guys confidence. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Two games at home, packed Smoothie King Center. What do you think happens? Oh, God, you're going to have people mad at me now. Uh, I, I still have a ton <laughs> of respect for that, for that Phoenix Suns team. I think they're going to find a way to eat out one of these games. So I think mm-hmm. if you force me to predict, I think it's going to go back to Phoenix 2-2. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would be shocked if the Pelicans don't find a way to get one of these games because I know the crowd's going to be crazy. I know Brandon Ingram and uh, C.J. McCollum are going to show up in a big way. And I think the takeaway also for those first two games is I don't really think Phoenix has an answer for Brandon Ingram. And I think you saw it right. partially in game one. He just wasn't making a lot of shots. And in game two, you saw when he wanted to get to his spots, when he wanted to get his shots, he, he basically did it against everybody, and I think that's going to be a big concern for them if they just don't have a real way to stop Brandon Ingram uh, from getting offense whenever he feels like it. Man, if I told anybody that the, the Pels were going back to Phoenix 2-2, people would have been throwing a party. So, again, <laughs> believe me, uh, the, the, everything, is, everything, is, everything is going well uh, for the Pels right now. Thanks, as always, for your time. Tell the folks how they can subscribe to The Athletic, how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely, man. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Will Guillory. That's G-U-I-L-L-O-R-Y. And follow all my work at The Athletic. Got a piece up about 
Brandon Ingram and that incredible game too he had or might go down as the Brandon Ingram game from this season. Mm-hmm. And now we're just looking forward to game three. Uh, man, I'm telling you, Eric, I can't wait to get in that building and see what it looks like oh, in yeah. game three, see what the people are feeling like. I know it's going to be uh, it's gonna be an incredible night, obviously, right in the middle of French Quarter Fest. So I know people are going to be feeling it by the time they get to that. Oh, yeah. Tip. Uh, so, uh, no yeah, doubt. It's going to hey. be a fun night, no question. Enjoy the moment, my man, especially when you cover a team that, again, has struggled so much and you get to this point, enjoy every second of it. Hey, man, I'm going to try to. I appreciate you. There you go. Appreciate you, my man. We'll talk soon. Will Guillory of The Athletic joining us right here on Inside New Orleans. Thanks, Will. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. You need help. They're there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Doesn't matter what type of brand you have at your home or your business. They can repair it for you. All you got to do is remember, acpromise.com. acpromise.com. We'll be right back. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. We offer a large selection of tires that will fit your budget no matter what you drive. In the market for a new set of wheels, at Southern Tire, we are your wheel experts. Choose from our large selection of wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing available. Hickory & Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes. I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make $200 to $300 this year. Wow. 
that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GREAT for 25 cents a gallon or more cash back on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code GREAT to earn 25 cents a gallon or more on your first tank. That's code GREAT. The biggest event of the season is this weekend at Diamonds Direct. Three days of sparkling store-wide savings. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, colored gemstones. Fresh picked from top designers. You save an extra 20% on virtually everything at this unmissable event. And the selection at Diamonds Direct is bigger than ever. Top designers have flown in their entire collections for this. All on sale. The newest style. Plus countless engagement rings and wedding bands. All with the best prices, guarantees, and warranties. Three days only. This Friday through Sunday. And only at Diamonds Direct. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank Gary Smith, Al Dupuis, Len Gilbo, Will Guillory for joining us on the program. Uh, I want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program. You go to ericasher.com for a slideshow of sponsors to sponsor our program. Please support those sponsors. And, again, thank you so much for listening to our show as well. Remember, easy. Click on the icon of the sponsor. Take you right to the sponsor's website. Everything you need to know about the sponsors right there for you. Also, um, uh, join us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, straight up 6 o'clock. Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, will be joining me on the program. Uh, that's on WLAE-TV. Also, we'll have it on our social media platforms this evening for those out of the viewing area. And, of course, we have many ways for you to catch the program between now and Saturday on the tube. Also, don't forget, coming up next, it is Michael Green and Ken Trahan with the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour. So keep it right here on 106.1 FM. Thanks to Rudy back at the studio, but most of all, thank you for listening to the program. See you tomorrow, straight up 4 o'clock for the William Grant family. Still this Friday's extravaganza. I'm Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor. That includes the man. They all got to go. 